Good evening. Welcome to the Fantasy Hockey Hacks Hangout on Edmonton Sports Talk. I am your host, Bruce Gunther. Uh, tonight, joining me, we have Devin Davidson. Hey, Devin. Hey, folks. How you doing? And from Casa de Holman, Tyler. Welcome, Tyler. What's going on, guys? So tonight, we are live on EdmontonSportsTalk.com and on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash heavyhockey. So don't forget to like and subscribe while you are there. We've got a really good show for you tonight. We actually uh, typed out some show notes. This is uh, really impressive. I haven't seen notes like this in a long time. Yeah, we've been pretty busy, Bruce. <laughs> it's a lot better than my point form ones I usually put in there. So, well, There's lots to work with tonight, no question. So we got some hacks highlights. We got some ask the hacks around the league and hot or not. So let's... Uh, Let's start it off with, hey, look, some highlights here. And how about some nice things to talk about our Edmonton Oilers for a change? Let's see, Connor McDavid's back to his old form, 12 points in three games. Holy crap. He is now the only, what's this here? So only player with more points in a three-game span since 2004-2005. Daniel Alfredson. Oh, wow. And thank you to Sportsnet Stats for all that. So, boys, what do you think? The uh, the Oilers back? Tyler, you want to go? I, I I got my opinion. I what do you think? Uh, I think they're back. I think they still need a goalie, but uh, I think they're back. Yep, I would echo that. I think that that's exactly my thoughts. They, um, Stuart Skinner was just not good enough on a couple of those goals. I mean, a couple of them were like Colasar's goal, not his fault. Um, <laughs> no, not at all. Like, not much Cole you can do about that one. Colasar could have cooked a meal and had supper while he was standing there. He was so wide open. Well, he's batted out of midair too, right? So, yeah. like, not a whole lot you can do about that one. Um, but that one, like, I think he should have that one where he's right. The guy walked in on his own, kind of. It was, it was kind of just a weak backhand shot, I thought. But there's just a couple. You go, Stuart Skinner should have had that one. Um, and that's kind of been the story all year. Like, the save percentage isn't good, the goals against isn't good. Um, I think we're still a, a legitimate starting goaltender away from from being a contender, but they look better. Connor looks good. Leon looks pretty good. Evander Kane's having a hell of a season. Um, yeah, him and Yanmark had fun last night. Yeah, Yanmark looked good too. Both got some updated spots because of Hyman out with an illness, so that uh, and they both took advantage of their spots. That was awesome. I, I think the big story though is Connor McDavid, like you said, Bruce. 12 oh, he's points in his last three games or whatever it is. Yeah, he's what? Uh, where is he now in NHL scoring? Like 10th or something like that? Like, he's, yeah, he's back he's, in the mix. So, someone posted Connor was just giving it, was just making them overconfident. And now he's back to claim this title, something along that lines. It was like, oh, yeah, no doubt, right? Yeah. Just cruising through the through that. So, was he had two breakaway goals now recently? Yeah. I think back-to-back games, wasn't it? Yeah. And that's kind of what we've come to expect from him, right? If, if he doesn't have a breakaway game, it, we feel like he's sick or he's dying or something, right? So um, it, it, it's definitely promising what the team's done the last two or three games. And I put a note in here, too. I think most impressive for me is the fact that their penalty kill has to be the best it's been in the last five years. I didn't fact-check that, but they're, they're seventh right now in the NHL at 91%. They were wow. 30th under Woodcroft at... 70%. And I don't think they've ever had a good PK 
Um, they were oh, 30 or 30th. No, Minnesota, I think, was 32nd. So, yeah, <laughs> or 31st yeah. or something. Oh, god, there they were even more brutal. But yeah, the penalty kill looked great last night. I watched, I was able to watch most of the game. Is it like, holy crap, where was this team 15 games ago? Like, wow, or in the playoffs or <laughs> any, any number of places. Yeah, well, Paul Coffee, yeah, that fourth line last night, holy crap, like. Yep. If Thompson wouldn't have been on his game, that score would have been a lot worse because that fourth line probably could have had two or three goals easily. That one by McLeod, I thought for sure it was going to go in. That was yeah, right. None of them do. <laughs> no, exactly. It's, and that's too bad. But that fourth line looked fantastic last night. This and noticeable, very noticeable. Which is what you need your fourth line to be for a good reason, not for a bad reason. I read today too that. There's a lot of talk about Ryan McLeod right now and that he should get jettisoned. Um, but his line or, or he himself is shooting, I think his line is shooting at 1% or 1.5%. And last year they were shooting at around 8.5%. So hopefully there's some aggression coming. I mean, he, he's definitely a bit snake bitten and there's a lot of criticism around that player. But Well, if that line keeps playing the way they played last night, it won't. it shouldn't take too much longer for them to find to get points because they were all over the place last night. They were giving them, at least to my eyes, they were giving Vegas more fits than McDavid was. I I still think McLeod ends up with between 10 and 15 goals at the end of the year. They're probably going to come in the last 20 games, but that's fine. Yeah. I, I still think it happens for him. It's just a little frustrating to watch. Well, for the minutes that he's getting, are you really going to expect him to put up 20, 25 goals playing on the fourth line? Like, no. is that even realistic? Like, no, but I think 15 nice. is. 15 it'd be, it'd be nice. Very, odd. Like, some of the <laughs> couple of the rushes he had last night, it'd be nice if they'd go in. But if you do 20 goals on the fourth line, that'd be very, he'd become a very expensive fourth liner. Yeah, I don't think we have to worry about that. Yeah. So I, I'd settle for 10 to 15. If you can get 10 to 15 all season long, that's, that's great production. Because yeah, if each of the guys on the line can do that, that's, that's some nice production. How much do we love Sam Gagne? Oh, I love Sam. I tried to buy a Sam Gagne Jersey <laughs> and they didn't have, uh, first of all, they didn't have any of his jerseys, but to even custom make one, they didn't have like the letters and the numbers for him. What? So I had to buy a Hyman one. Which is fine. Which is but fine. I'm gonna keep searching because I'm I'm making it into a Gagne jersey. Oh, I I'm love sure you can find one. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. And I don't know if anybody in that team celebrates harder when they score a goal than Sam Gagne does. And that's the best part. Yeah. Oh, the team loves it too. Everyone around him is just as excited as he is. And it was a terrible goal. Yep. Still, <laughs> it sure was. But still celebrated on one knee, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Very I, much so. I don't want to be sour, but. The Golden Knights definitely got a bit of help last night. Like there was some pretty soft calls against the Oilers, which am I the only one that feels that way? That seems to be the case a lot when we play Vegas. Well, there was that one football tackle of McDavid there near the blue line that everyone just turned their head away. I'm like, good grief. The guy basically football tackled him and no call. It was like, but the Oilers were up by two goals at that point. At that point. So, yeah. I don't know. There was, there was, it was. Yeah, there was some chintzy stuff. But we expect that when they play the Oilers. I mean, Dave was not going to get 
what one in five against him called maybe against him one in yeah. ten kind of how it seems because if they gave him a penalty every time if they gave the opposition a penalty every time there was an infraction on mcdavid would they even play five on five really like would there be any five on five in a game like when he's going they're well and part of that too i think is because the other's power play is so good they just don't want to give the others a chance right and so they're, they're getting back to last year. I think they're 29% right now. Yeah. That's what I heard. That's what they said last night, 29%. Yeah. I think they're back. They're, they're ninth in the, the league right now, I believe. But, and that's kind of what we expected. We talked about it all last summer, right, Bruce? Like they're not going to, yeah. they're not going to have a 35% power play all season long. They're, no. they're probably around where they should be. I think Evander Kane was having a lot of fun on the power play last night. Mm-hmm. Just that goal. He'd made that look so easy. I just, Oh, yeah, with wacky and oh, good. Yeah, yeah, went in. Like, totally. Just I mean, w- watch it. It's just like reflex. Yeah. Hy- Hyman's pretty good at it, too. I think he just knew that, that like, one game that I'm going to be on the power play. So, <laughs> yeah. Got to take advantage of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's tough for Evander because he, he is good on the power play, too. But obviously, Hyman's been great there. And you're not going to take him off there unless there's an injury, right? So, yeah. And Yan Mark had the same the same thought last night too, playing on the top line. He made the most of it too. Yeah. No, it's good. I, I think they're back. I mean, it's I, I just it's goaltending for me right now. They just and speaking of which, did you guys hear uh Friedman mentioned that Jack Campbell might be making his way back up soon? Or I I've actually heard from a couple sources now, but excuse me while I vomit off to the I side was here. Say, is he gonna be the water boy when he comes back up or like they're not actually going to put him in net. He had what one shutout, and the rest have been losses. Yeah, I think I think if his next two starts are average, they'll bring him back up. He'll probably get a game or two, and if he's bad in both, I think they just send him back down, and I mean, you just buy him out in the summer because you're not going to trade him. The the picks that you'd have to move with them right now are picks that you need to actually improve this team. So I I I hope he comes back up and is like average, like league average would be amazing. Sure. Yeah. But I just I don't see it. So I that kind of leads me to this other point here. You guys probably saw some of the tweets rolling around. Eric Engels and Aaron Portsline reported the Oilers have got three scouts in Columbus, they've had them there for consecutive games now. And um, so is there, I mean, any kind of rumors you guys think would make some sense? Elvis Merzlikens, any chance they make a trade with the Oilers? Maybe they, like, I'm just thinking if you can get Campbell off the books, even if it costs you some picks and some prospects that we don't really care about, uh, maybe bring a guy back like Adam Boquist. Boquist sucks. And like, <laughs> what do you need him for? I'm just saying, like, okay, we got, we got to do some with our small, D, right? Like our like small CC and D that can't defend, can't stick on an NHL team. This is his second team. He's 23, and nobody wants fair, him. fair. What what about a guy? Like, I'd love David Juracek, but you know that's not happening, right? So I'm just I'm thinking of like, is there anyone on that roster? Because they do have extra defensemen, right? They've got guys who are are good prospects, as good or better than Broberg, in my opinion. Um, is there a trade to be made there? I guess is the question. I kind of went through on cap friendly and looked um, as soon as I seen that they'd been there for two games. 
I think it'd be probably like an underwhelming forward that they'd be looking at. Merzlikens with four years left at 5.4. Uh, it's 400,000 more than Campbell. Um, I don't see why they would decide to move on from him after just signing him and taking Campbell back. Um, Andrew Peak, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen that name thrown around. But he didn't even play tonight. So I don't know. I don't really see too many fits there from what I was looking at, but it could be something super underwhelming and a typical Ken Holland move. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. I, I'm just thinking a Merzlik and Skinner tandem is pretty good. I, I would take that. Yeah, but I think you want to get somebody that's a little bit cheaper than that to to play in an actual tandem. Fair, fair yeah. point. Fair point. Yep. Yeah. Fair point. But then too, like, would you not agree though? We probably need someone who is a little better than Skinner at this point too, though. Uh, I don't, I don't know that a little bit better than Skinner. I think the same, like Skinner's last couple starts have been more what Skinner should be. Yeah. Um, I think he's just going to end up playing too much. So if he can start two out of every four or five, mm-hmm. um, I think those numbers are going to look better at the end of the year. So I think you need somebody that can kind of play with him. Which was, I think, part of the idea with Campbell, and you just had to pay him free edge of money to do it. Obviously, it didn't work out. Uh, Angel is back and says, let's put this up for you guys. I think maybe Oils need to trade Skinner and a pick for a goalie. The better the pick, the more the other team retains salary. They're not going to trade Skinner. No, they're not going to trade him. I would agree with that, too. I, I think he's this, the, the upside there is still huge long-term it's just he's a young goaltender he's still learning right i mean i I just that's my concern right now though they're in their window to win like they need they need to win they can't have inconsistent goaltending just can't happen and they need someone that's got some experience playoff experience or bulk up the defense right like maybe a guy like cc gets moved out and with that, like, I don't know. What do you think, Tyler? I just think they, they can't go into the playoffs again with the same team, basically, that they did last year. No, I think I think they'll end up with a goalie. I think they'll end up with a bottom six forward, and and somebody like CC or Kulak is going to get moved out and replaced with somebody in the same cost or a little bit less, and the minutes get spread out a little bit differently. I think that's all they can do. I think Elvis Elvis would be good, but it's just – like they'd have to take Campbell back and how much does it cost to, to get them to do that? Um, the only reason why they would be doing that is if they want to go and trade Goudreau and trade line a and kind of retool, which now probably wouldn't be the worst time in the world. Cause I, they do have a lot of young players. Just going to say they're not in their window to win anyway. No. Right. Like Fantilli's so young. That guy's going to be a stud, but he's, he's young and Patrick Liney looks like a bust. Johnny Goudreau looks awful. They've got a lot of good young defensemen, but yeah, I, I think they, they're not even close to their window to win. So if we throw a bunch of picks and prospects and I I, I mean, if I'm, I'm just looking at it from that perspective, I don't think Columbus is going anywhere fast and, and why would you waste Merzlikens at this point? Yeah, it's a little early in the season, I think for them to, to make that move, but yeah. uh, their record would kind of indicate that it might be time to do that. So. They kind of folded their tent tonight against Montreal. They had 
sounds like they had a lead and then folded the tent and then Montreal came back and won. Yeah, I actually took Columbus tonight. <laughs> <laughs> They're up two one in the third and then and then they weren't. <laughs> and then they uh I saw your boy Gold Caulfield potted another one for us, Bruce. So that was good. I know. Hey, Lina got one tonight. I got yeah. the first one. And then he said it was all downhill from there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bruce, your other question was, you know, can this team make their way back into the playoff race? So I'd, I'll just throw it out there. Like, any concerns about the others making the playoffs at this point? If they play like they did last night, none. The West is going to be a... West is going to be a disaster this year. I I think that teams will be able in the West will be able to get into the playoffs with less than 90 points the way the West is going right now. Because you no know, other than nobody wants to win. Like Seattle's a disaster, Montreal or Montreal, Minnesota's a disaster. The Ducks are basically shot out of the sky. They're dropping like a rock. I think mm-hmm. they've lost their last 7 now. So they're going backwards. Seattle's all over the place. Vancouver's slowing down. So I think they got a chance. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think there's a lot of teams that overachieved early in the season, and, and that Pacific is right there. Like it, it won't take long. The Oilers string basically four wins together. They'll be back in playoff contention pretty fast. Where are they? They're sitting seventh still. That's crazy. Just an awful start can really just... Put you in a big hole quick, yeah. but well, like I said, fortunately they're in the West, which no one else seems to want to take a. No but one I else mean, seems to want to win. So, Anaheim, Anna. Seattle, Calgary, like those three teams are not going to make the playoffs. Edmonton should, and then you've got Vegas, LA, and then it depends what Vancouver does. But yeah, they should be right yeah. there for a wild card spot, no problem. Yeah, I'd be worried about Calgary because I think that they're going to do what they always do and just lose in overtime all season <laughs> and just collect points that way. Uh, so, this team is, sorry. You, are, you already know that, that I think the first time they play is in February in Edmonton. Is it in February? I think so. You already know how important that, that game is going to be. Oh yeah. Cause they're, yeah. they're going to be right near each other in the standings. Hopefully by that point and, uh, it's going to be a good game. Definitely. Should be fun. Well, we got the the heavy hockey showdown in February, so hopefully we're all at that game. Well, I'm going to be there. You're going to be there? You, you got tickets for Bruce and I? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that later. Yeah, we can talk about that off air. Uh, uh, all right. Let's move into uh, around the league here. So we're, oh, the first guy on the list, look at that, Corey Perry. Placed on waivers and contract immediately terminated. I noticed you you skipped over him, Bruce. So I thought I'd add him for you. I really didn't <laughs> want to talk about it. It's not even worth it. Just it's a disaster. It's. I I only brought it up because I'm kind of I'm curious how much this is going to affect Connor Bedard at this point in this season. Like true or true or not, like his family's being involved in it, and that's going to be tough for a young kid just a lot of drama that he probably doesn't need. And and really whatever Corey Perry did do, um, which by the sounds of things was at some corporate event with the team, like it just makes for a bad environment. And that's not, that's not great for anybody fantasy think, or in real life. I think they're going to be okay because 
Chicago has a really good workplace environment, so they'll be they'll be <laughs> fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not sure that's yeah. the case, but uh, yikes! They just won't say anything to anyone, and they'll get through it. It'll be fine. Then it'll yeah. just come out in 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I guess the question here too. Sorry, Bruce. Does Corey Perry sign somewhere else? I think he will. Yeah, I think so too. I think someone else will sign him. I think he'll come out, talk about it, and then move on. Yeah, go play with somebody. Is he could sign with the Oilers. Look, they signed Cassie and they signed Kane. How's he going to sign Corey Perry? I think they're maxed out with reclamation projects. <laughs> I mean, it's worked just fine to this point, but I. I don't know if he signs for a league minimum contract. Is there could they make room for him? Would it make sense? I think it would be great. He's an ass. He would be great yeah. to have, but he'd never had wheels before. He has even less now, and now he has this. <laughs> the Oilers have enough stuff going on that I don't know that Corey and Perry and Evander Kane would be the best two people to be in the same locker room. Ooh, yeah, good point. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. Could be some fights. Could be fun. Liven up the locker room a little bit. <laughs> Speaking of living up a locker room, the Minnesota Wild got rid of their coach, Dean Evison. They replaced him with John Hines, which his last gig was Nashville, or was it Jersey? Jersey. I, yeah, I remember from New Jersey, but Jersey. He, it might have been Nashville too, Bruce. Yeah. So the Wild are off to a start almost all practically identical or slightly worse than the Oilers. At the time I typed this in, Boldy had only one goal in the season. He's got two now. We got one last night. Kaprizov does have 18 points, including six goals, but only two of those goals are at even strength. The rest are power play. And most of Kaprizov's points are also power play points. Very few of them are at even strength. Uh, Goaltending was another issue. So Gustafson, before last night, had a save percentage of 881 and a goals against average of 391. Mark Andre Fleury was at a goals against average of 346 and a save percentage of 876. And they have allowed a league high 23 goals on the power play this year. That is uh, ugly. Yeah, they've fallen off a map pretty quick, hey? Yeah, everyone's jumping to the fact that they've got 15 million in dead cap space, but that team team basically made it to into the playoffs last year. So you'd think like the Oilers, they'd be able to get back there, right? But, I think they're going to improve. They've just been so bad. And both goalies have been horrendous. I don't like that coaching hire. I get it because Garen knew him from before, but it just doesn't – he's kind of just a nothing. Like there's nothing special about what – about what he does. I think it, they could have probably looked around and found something better. Well, I'd agree. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> uh, Angel, sounds like Minnesota is replace, replicating the Oils philosophy. Bad goaltender, most players get points and no power play, no leadership. Oh, the Oilers have plenty of leadership, Angel. Don't you worry about that. And they're not all power play merchants. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Score just fine, five on five. Uh, Thank you. Uh, next guy on the list here, we talked to him about him briefly on John's list on Sunday, Mr. Ryan Hartman. He got two games for his slew foot for Alex Debrinkit. 
and he is listed as a repeat offender. So that's why uh, I think he got two games as opposed to maybe one or just a fine. So it was interesting to note that Hartman has now suspend, been suspended twice and he's been fined six times in his career. So kind of leads what you said back on Sunday there, Devin. He's kind of a greasy a little player. He's a clown. Yeah, I yeah. don't I don't like Ryan Hartman. And the way he went after a couple guys in Edmonton last year, like he's just a chirpy, greasy player. And I don't really have a lot of time for him. Yeah. Next guys on the list are the Ottawa Senators. So... Holy crap, did anyone watch that game against Florida? <laughs> I watched some of it. Oh, Caught the wow. highlights. It was great. The, the Twitter comments were fantastic. It's like, did Ottawa forget there's a game tonight? <laughs> it's, and then ni- 99 minutes in penalties? The best part was Grandma Kachuk, I think, from what I saw. Just she looks stressed her face. out. Yeah. <laughs> she well, was going to have a few words for sure. So- the best thing was the referee's call. Minor penalty to this guy, minor penalty to this guy, and everybody on the ice gets a 10-minute misconduct. I'm like, <laughs> does that include the goalies? I had to go actually check it, and I think that actually included the goalies. <laughs> it's like, I, uh, I think they're I, I think that's a good spot for Woodcroft to end up. In Ottawa. Yeah. Yep. The, uh, yeah, a I lot of the comments there. was Ottawa just looked totally disinterested and not didn't want to play and they were more interested in fighting than playing. Yeah, they, they I mean they should be pretty pretty angry right now. They're they're sitting eighth in the Atlantic. Like that's based on preseason yeah. predictions and expectations. This is not at all where they should be. So No, I'm hoping with Corpusalo and you you'd think with the lineup they've got there, they'd be able to put up some points. And the East is a lot tougher than the West. Now they're down in eighth. It's gonna be a heck of a heck of a chore to try to get back up into playoffs. On in the east, mm-hmm. yeah, Detroit's looked pretty good, and Patrick Kane signing doesn't hurt. No, well, uh, he's uh, do we want to go to him next or do we want to go to the next one first? You, you do it, you, you make the call, make the call. <laughs> so, n- next on the list, there is uh, so the Boston Bruins have lost three games in a row. Uh, I just traded for the Boston Bruins goalie tandem, so I'm wondering if that's a coincidence that as soon as I uh, I traded for the goaltenders, they automatically started losing. So, uh, sorry, Boston fans, but I could be the curse that uh, that ends Boston this year at the way this is going. <laughs> and you know what, Bruce? You, you traded away Brock Besser too in that trade, and yeah. and he I think he scored two goals the next he, game right after he that. Put two up the next night, so yeah, it's. Like I said, I need some. I needed some security at goaltending, and I. Uh, I don't think Besser's twenty-four percent shooting percentage is going to hold up. So, no, it looks good for now. But I think as the season progresses, he'll he'll regress back to his normal. At least I'm hoping so. If not, John got a great player. <laughs> I, I agree with you, Bruce, and I and I'm rostering him in one league. Um, he's having a good season, and maybe he will just have a good season. But he's not going to shoot at twenty-four percent all year. There's no chance. No, no. maybe. Uh, it's like the old uh, Space Jam thing. Uh, Besser took, uh, oh crap, his name just left me. Kuzmenko's took all the magic out of Kuzmenko and gave him his. Maybe so we're going to see a switch this year. Kuzmenko's going to be like last year's Besser and Besser's this year's Kuzmenko. And then next year they'll flip back again. Well, we're going to talk about Kuzmenko in a little bit. And I can't <laughs> wait to rub it in the fan, the, the Vancouver Canucks fans' faces because <laughs> we, we told you so yeah. in the preseason. Nobody <laughs> wanted to listen to us. Anyway. 
Uh, I guess the next next one here, uh, John Klingberg. So this was a bit of a surprise for me so for him ending up on LTIR with a hip injury. Klingberg says it's been something that he's been work, he's been working with for a while, which is kind of odd that the player would say that. Yet the teams, the team like him and Minnesota, and never really said anything about it. But we we're always wondering why he never got a, anyone other than Dallas offered him a long term deal, and maybe that's why. I, I don't know, but or because he sucks. Well, he that is also <laughs> very, very much so. It's uh I'm glad I I'm glad I drafted Riley. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? How, yeah, you must feel vindicated, Tyler, because we were I we're really all do. pretty <laughs> I really do. Good for you, buddy. I'm glad there that's a big go. win for Tyler. I like it. So we've got about two seconds here. Let's get to Patrick Kane. So he's signed with Detroit, gets to join uh back with Alex Debrinkit. Hopefully someone figures out who the center is going to be and picks him up real quick because he's going to be a ton of points. But uh, JT Comfer. Is it Comfer? Well, I think that's probably what's going to happen. But History, though, is not on Kane's side. Other players that have had this surgery and that have come back to play, so the most recent is Nicholas Backstrom. 47 games, 22 points before he had to pack it in again. Carl Hagelin didn't play again. Ryan Kessler didn't play again. And oh, Ed Dolanowski played 37. Sorry, we're going to go to break here quick, and we'll come back and okay. talk about uh, about Patrick Kane. Well, let's go. Welcome back to the Hacks Hangout here on Edmonton Sports Talk. We are going to continue our chat here with uh, about Mr. Patrick Kane. We're just going through some of the players that had similar surgery to Kane, and their careers didn't last much longer after they tried to return. Actually, two of them didn't return. So we're hoping that Kane can hopefully be a Exception to the rule here and see. I guess we got to temper temper our expectations a little bit. He's not going to probably produce at a point per game pace, but I don't know what's a, what is a realistic expectation here if he uh, when he comes back. Good question. I think probably half a point a game would be pretty realistic for the rest of the season, especially being able to jump in and play with the Brinket. Um. I think it's interesting that he picked Detroit, though. Like, are they going to make the playoffs? Probably. Are they going to go very far? Probably not. I think he it sounded like he had multi-year offers from other teams. I think this is going to be a good spot for him to play with somebody he's played with before and maybe not have to play too far into the offseason and, and be able to be ready for signing again with somebody else probably a two-year three-year deal if everything goes right well like you said right it's a, it'll be a show me thing pair up with the brinket put up a bunch of points if he show if he plays well like you said a little bit of a playoff run sets him up nicely for next year yeah i think there was like he was actually quite upset when the brinket was traded was he not well, oh, if he wasn't the fan base, sure was. <laughs> yeah. Like, he had some real chemistry with him. Um, oh, yeah. I think if there's an opportunity for him, for Kane and Debrinkit and Larkin to play together, that's that's going to be a, a very productive line. And uh, he's got good hands, so maybe if his legs aren't working quite so well, he can just get the puck to the other two guys and they'll make it happen. Maybe. You don't never know, but the, the reports from the... People that saw him practice said he looked he looked good. Yeah, 
who's better than all the four guys I just listed off because they're. But he was also a, a way better player than those other four guys in the first place. So yeah. that is very true. Very true. Yeah, he's an exceptional player. I mean, and I think probably younger than maybe not Carl Hagelin, but definitely younger than Backstrom. Um, Ed Jovanovski, I'm not sure how old he was when he had that surgery, but. They were all in their early 30s. Okay. Well, and the only thing that Hagelin ever had was being able to skate fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kane was That's never nice. fast in the first place. So not that he was slow, mm-hmm. but his hands it wasn't going to blow by. And, yeah. Didn't have a great shot or doesn't have a great shot. He has an accurate shot, not a hard shot. And he doesn't have crazy wheels. So I think he'll, I think he'll be okay. His thing is kind of his lateral movement though, right? Like just being shifty in the offensive zone, like between his hands and just being able to kind of make moves he has to, to get around guys, right? Like, like you said, it's never the fact that he was fast. It was just, he could move Deceptive. around well. Shifty. Deceptive, yeah. 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 If you can regain that, he'll be, he'll be just fine. I, I'm, I'm less worried about Kane for sure than, than the other guys on that list. The last one we got on the list here is Mr. Devin Levi. So he has been loaned back to the AHL. Looks like UPL has grabbed the net in Buffalo for now. Eric Comrie is going to serve as his backup. And uh, Levi actually actually had some very good uh, very good comments when they interviewed him about the demotion. He says, the team's looking out for me. He says, it's going to go down to the AHL and he's going to play. I'm taking it quite well. And Buffalo at this point doesn't look like they're going to go anywhere this year. So... Oh, there's, they're still, there. they're still 500 basically. So Are they? yeah, I mean, they could, they could still do something, but I mean, they need, they need Tage Thompson back and they need UPL to basically stand on his head the rest of the way. <laughs> I, I put, I, I don't could, think though. UPL will, but I, I think like I, I thought going into the season that it was going to end up being his net. I wasn't buying into Devin Levi. And after Bruce made fun of me for having no goalies, hopefully this works out. Good call. I, I picked him up in one of our leagues too, UPL. Because I, I, and you know what? This shouldn't be a surprise, really. Like Devin Levi is an elite level prospect, but it it takes time with young goaltenders, and Buffalo's still not a really sound defensive team, right? Like it's just. Even look at Carolina. You, there's there's no guarantees, right? You just no. They're having all kinds of issues this year too. Yeah. So, not a surprise. Uh, we'll talk about UPL here a bit more in a few minutes, but we'll leave him for now. All right. We'll move on to ask the hacks, where we have a whole whopping of one question. I uh, I don't know who who it, who it is, but uh, should I trade Brock Besser for John Tavares? No. Always, Tyler says no. Jo- Devin says, "Well, Tyler, what do you? What were you about to say there?" I was just going to say that that's all my commentary on it. That's all I got. <laughs> that's it. No, no, there's no no further comment. No, that's it. You know what? It, I looked at the numbers briefly, and it looked like you could make the argument to make that trade just based on the fact that Tavares has maybe done what Besser is doing now more consistently throughout his career. And the fact that Besser has a 24-ish is concerning. Um, but I don't know. I, Vancouver's been really good. Maybe maybe you just roll the dice on this one and see if Besser can continue rolling for a season. I don't know. 
Um, I think points wise, right now they're they're pretty similar. So, I think Besser's got a couple more now after last after last night. But yeah, I, I look too, and Tavares is just chugging right along like he has every year, and Besser is playing out of his mind right now. So, I guess it depends on whether you want to hang, you want to see how long this plays out for Besser, and if you can keep playing like this for the rest of the season, fantastic. But I, I don't think it's going to last. But so I, I would do the trade if it was me. I already traded Besser away in one league, so why not trade oh, him away again? Just a quick update. Besser's shooting at close to 26% now. So, um, <laughs> But you know what, Bruce? The thing is sometimes, you know, regression doesn't mean it's happening tomorrow or next week. Like sometimes no, it's it be, at the yeah. end of the season. Sometimes it's next season it'll correct itself. But, yeah. you know, guys can go on heaters for long stretches. And we've seen two. There's lots of times where guys just play out of their mind for an entire season and then they drop off yeah. the next year, right? So... Kuzmenko. Um, look at Kuzmenko. I mean, look at Matt Duchesne a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. Even Tyler Sagan, to some degree, this year is having a bit of a resurgence. So it can happen where all of a sudden a guy who you left for dead is is crushing it in fantasy. Yeah. And maybe for the upside, it's worth holding on to him. Yeah. Well, Besser for me was a waiver wire pickup. Yeah. I picked him up off the waivers and I traded him and, and another guy for. Oh, you pulled a you pulled a Tyler. You pulled the grass from off waivers and, and traded him away, hey? Traded uh, Besser and Ottinger <laughs> for, for Allmark <laughs> and Swayman. That's just astute business right there. Yeah, good job. So, oh, boy. I'm All still right. roster locked, though, in both leagues. So I'm trying to make some moves. I can't even pick on John tonight because I sent him another trade request for another player, but he's not even here. I can't even pick on him. You won't even send me one trade, Bruce. What's going on over here? I, yeah, you don't have anybody I want. I got all the D-men. I got I got six D-men. Let's let's make a deal. Yes, but the question is, do I want any of those six D-men? Well, they're all pretty fantastic. Are they? Well, Philip Ronick's crushing it. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah. Are, we'll are, talk are you fair. talking we'll about talk somebody you're gonna you're gonna trade that you picked up off waivers? Is that what you're talking? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Bruce just did. I figured I could uh, do yeah. it too. So do the reverse. Do the reverse, right? <laughs> and you just complimented that move, so I'm just thinking it's fair game now. So and not from you though. I was going to offer him like uh, Nick Schmaltz for like Yevon Bouchard. Oh yeah, I got I got Bouch, I got Latang, I got uh, Taze, Ekblad, and, and Hronik, and I got Jake Sanderson too, actually. So I think my best defenseman right now is uh, Doughty. All, all six or seven of my guys are better than Doughty right now. <laughs> I think pretty much anybody's defensemen are better than mine. I looked oh, at Seth Lord. Jones' numbers last night, and I almost cried. It, it's terrible. <laughs> okay, actually, but just... Sorry, go ahead. He's actually available on the waiver wire in the other league that we're in, so that should probably tell me something. Oh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, Boy. so just to recap, so Bruce would make that deal, Tyler's not making that deal, and I don't think I'd make that deal. And that's it. So my bad. I didn't actually post any any updates to ask for questions this week. But um, for anyone that's listening or watching on YouTube, feel free to fire away those questions at any point. That's like that. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. It's a story of my fantasy teams. Lose the first four and then go on to make the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, Bruce will he'll mm. whine and complain for the first three quarters of the season, and then you'll you'll see him in the semifinals every single season. So, I don't think I'll get there this year. I in our ESPN league, I have roster locked myself so badly. I don't think I can even trade trade my way out of that. 
Oof. Anyway, let's move on to our hot or not section. We have got a nice list today. So we'll start off with the hot players. First guy on the list is Mr. Trevor Moore. He is rostered 43% in Yahoo, 64% in Fantrax for the Los Angeles Kings. He's been a very pleasant surprise for them this season. He is currently on pace for 87, 82 points and 47 goals. Holy crap. Uh, I didn't even know that. Now you do. Moore's recent hot streak includes six points and two multiple two-goal games over three contests. The 28-year-old is seeing prime deployment next to Kevin Fiala. Oh, there you go. And Philip Deneau, as well as time on power play, too. I tried trading for Fiala. Wouldn't even get a response. <laughs> oh. Tyler, you want to talk about the next guy on the hot list, don't you? No? Okay, maybe Devin does. <laughs> I guess I'll take it because it's, yeah, it's definitely not a player that everyone is going to get excited about. But uh, no. Gustav Nyquist, th- this guy is basically career waiver wire fodder, but uh 13% rostered in Yahoo, 32% in Fantrax, and he's off to a phenomenal start for the Nashville Predators. 15 points, three goals in 22 games, a, a 62-point pace. Uh, more recently, though, 10 points and two goals in his last eight games. And what's actually really interesting about that is that his individual shooting percentage at 7% is his lowest since 2016-2017. So we've talked lots about potential regression, positive regression. Um, there's definitely a chance that we see a few more goals from this guy uh, moving forward in the season. And Nashville's been a bit of a run here too. They've won their last five in a row, I think. They've been doing well. Been a surprise this year a little bit, hey? Yes. Well, they had Six wins, Bruce. Six now? Because they yeah. started off pretty rough, and now they've put a nice win streak together. Yeah, they're uh, they're right behind St. Louis right now, not far behind Winnipeg for third in the Central, which is kind of crazy to think. No kidding. But that's what good goaltending will do for you. So if you got a guy like Juicy exactly. Soros in the crease, well, look what can happen. So, well, maybe they're Kenny Holland, free. Kenny Holland should go full Tampa on Nashville and trade for Soros. Just no trade way. the draft picks for the next five years and get Soros, and then you're golden. I I do it. Just just do it. Like we need a goaltender, you'll win a cup. Just go do it. Kevin Lowe uh, would have done it. I kind of like the, and I can't remember the GM's name of, of Tampa. It's like, these draft picks aren't going to help us now. We want to win now. So what, you might as well trade them away for someone that can help you now. It's like, it's. Look, we're kind of getting off the rails here, but look at our yeah, last like eight first round picks. Like, or <laughs> exactly. look, at our, look at our draft picks for the first three rounds in the last five seasons. Like how many of them yeah. actually have been impactful players for us? A handful. That's probably being generous. Like outside outside yeah. of McDavid, Drysidle, like those guys, but Holloway, Broberg, Borgo, like these guys aren't doing yeah. anything. So why are we holding on to these picks like they're gonna save the franchise? Yeah, they traded Reed Jafer away and he's wallowing away in the AHL right now. I think he will be for a long time. Yeah. So Yay, another tangent. Tyler, <sighs> you want to talk about the next guy on the list? Uh, still no, but it's Casey Middlestad. <laughs> I had him for a little while, waiver wire pickup. I wouldn't uh, trade him for a legitimate player, but nobody would go for it. You uh, might now. I don't have him anymore. I got a legitimate player instead. Oh. <laughs> uh, 20 points in his first 22 games, only four goals, though. 75-point pace. Um, obviously, it helps with Tage Thompson being hurt. Um, I, I think 
that pace would go down quite a bit when he comes back because he's getting a lot more deployment than than what he's used to. Yeah, I have his uh, I have his line mate Paterka. I picked him up as a was just supposed to be a streamer for a couple of days. Well, it's going on three weeks now because he just keeps putting up points. So you can't, I can't really drop him. So just caused me more roster issues now because that was kind of my flex spot. So got to make a trade, Bruce. So yeah, I know I got to get rid of some forwards and get a defenseman. In, but let's see which forwards do I get rid of? They're all really good. My last pick of the draft was Mark Stone, and he's on a point per game pace at this moment. That's crazy. Huh. Well, the for next, now, until he until he bumps his back and he's out for six months. Yeah, someone will give him a chair shot across the back, and yeah, he'll be out. And then I can just move him to LTIR and bring in somebody else. Maybe by then I can trade for Kale McCarr or something like that. Oh boy, <laughs> aim high, aim high, exactly. shoot your shot, Bruce. Yeah. The next guy on the list is uh definitely on a hot streak, but uh, that could have end. I'm think pretty sure that's come to an end tonight, though. Unfortunately. Uh, Mr. Eric Gustafson, the New York Rangers. So he's currently 38% in Yahoo, probably soon to drop like a rock. 67 in fan tracks. Gustafson produced 60 points and 17 goals as a member of the Blackhawks in 60 and 17. Uh, he's once again on pace for 60 points this season with 15 points in 20 games. He had a role on the top power play units. Adam Fox returned to the lineup tonight, so that pretty much... Uh, well, does Gustafson in unless they're going to move it, him down to power play two and leave him there? But interestingly enough, Bruce, he had fifty percent power play share tonight, so he Did played he? two minutes on the power play. Well, but easing Fox back in, yeah, for sure. And but strangely enough, he only played fourteen minutes time on ice. Like he's been averaging uh, nineteen basically this year. So yeah. it's it's weird that they gave him such so so a few minutes, but they put him on the power play quite a bit. So um, yeah. yeah, definitely. That one was of more interest before Fox came back, but yeah, and we didn't really. I was surprised to see this morning that he was going to be back in the lineup for tonight, so I wasn't expecting him back so soon. So, yeah, I if you're holding Gustafson, I would maybe just roster him for another game, maybe two, just just see how it goes. Like maybe as he gets some some good even strength minutes still and secondary power play time. Depends on yeah. how deep your league is, but um, kind I wouldn't of drop him right away. Yeah, kind of the same boat with OEL. Now that's Ekblad mm-hmm. and Montour are back to see how it goes. And as uh, as predicted, his ice time is dropping like a rock, and he's not even on a power play unit anymore. So he'll be, uh, as soon as I can figure out what kind of a defenseman I want to replace him with, I'll, I might just pick up a forward. <laughs> not? I don't have enough forwards on my team. Oh, yeah, he got, uh, he's down to basically a minute on the power play now here. Yeah, he's... Not uh, which we all expect. He's got he's got zero zero points in five games. Like this is another guy yeah. that could have been on the cold list, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Next one on the list here we chatted about briefly before the break. Uh UPL. I can't pronounce his name, so I'm not gonna Uko Pekalukinen. Thank you. So in the month of November, UPL posted a four two and one record, two point four four goals against nine nineteen save percentage. The 24-year-old appears to have a nice commanding lead on the crease, having started five of the past seven games for the Sabres. 3-1-0, 184 goals against, and a 942 save percentage. And what? And they did a number on the Bruins the other night, too, if I were. Is it the Bruins? Good question. Oh, crap. Crap, I forgot. 
I think they were one of the teams that did a number on the Bruins. They did, yeah. I think it was 5-2. There you go. That uh, takes us through the hot list. Now for the uh, the not list. and We got a good one to start off the not list. The uh, Anaheim Mighty Ducks. They have now lost seven in a row. And they've been outscored 33-12 to 12 during that time. <laughs> Can they recover or have they been plucked? They didn't make it out of duck hunting season. They got blown out of the sky. <laughs> they are, didn't, didn't even make it to Christmas this time. No, they uh, they have regressed seriously here over the past little while. Although they did get some good news today. It looks like uh, Zegris and Drysdale are skating again. Not that it's going to be a huge shot in the arm when they get two back, but they need all the help they can get right now to try to get out of that losing streak. But If you look at these teams, like their goal differential, Calgary at minus 11, Seattle at minus 17, Anaheim minus 17, San Jose minus 54. The only one that doesn't really belong there is Edmonton. They're at a minus seven right now. Um, everybody what's else Minis- in the... What's Minnesota's? Well, Minnesota's minus 18. Okay. Uh, Chicago, for reference, is a minus 20. So, you know, looking at the Pacific Division, Edmonton, they should be there, you know, in that top three or four spot yeah. by the trade deadline. Yeah, they just, just have to get in, right? You can sneak in on the last day. That's, it counts. Yeah. You can get in. Don't have I, to be I, first overall. I dropped John Gibson, too, by the way. that's It was it was time. Um, I've pretty much yeah. divested myself of any Anaheim Ducks player at this point. <laughs> Which is too bad because they've got that gr- They always seem to have that great off-night schedule. It's just too bad the team sucks. They're going to be great in the not-too-distant future, but... For now, yeah, I would uh, I'd be fading the Anaheim Ducks. Like you're basically one night streamers, basically if they get a good matchup, and that's about it. Yeah. Uh, the next guy on the cold list, Mr. Patrick Lyonet, although he has got a couple of points here in his last couple of games, uh, things have just got not gone well. Injury troubles. He's had a 32 point pace through 13 games. Although, like I said, he's got a couple of points here in the last couple of games. Uh, it's his lowest offensive rate in his 25-year career. Uh, his underlying numbers would show that he's uh, going to snap out of this pretty soon, but uh, I don't know. It's uh, I saw he was on the wire in both of our leagues. So, Although I think, Tyler, I think you snapped him up in the one and the other one. He comes off waivers tomorrow, so we'll see if anyone in the other league has any. He, he fits a positional need for my team. I counted. I only have three left wingers, and I have like six right wingers. Tyler's sending you a trade right now. I already sent both of you guys a trade. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I seen Line, I go on there. That like for me, especially if you have a decent record right now in your matchups, like that's somebody that you pick up. And if you have other players, um, like that's somebody that you want at the end of the year. Cause when Columbus is completely out of it and it doesn't matter anymore, he could still score 10 or 15 goals. He could still score 10 or 15 goals in the last 25 games. Uh, what are you laughing about? Yeah. So we, we had this conversation about plucking players off the waiver wire, making <laughs> trades for him. I just get this trade proposal from Tyler, uh, Patrick line for Evan Bouchard. <laughs> 
were supposed to read it. You were supposed to listen to me tell you about how good Patrick Laine was. Oh, I'm scared <laughs> to look at my trade request. That was pretty funny. Well played, Tyler. Which one was it? Dry sidle this time? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's always dry sidle. Oh, it's man. always dry sidle. Oh, the uh, the next guy on our cold list is very very cold. Uh, Andre Kuzmenko. Devin wants to take a lap for this one. Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, I do. You want to do this one? You, you I'd, I'd love to, Bruce. I'd love to because I took so much heat over this on Twitter <laughs> from a number oh. of Vancouver Canucks fans, and it I had no I had no personal vested interest in this. I don't dislike Andre Kuzmenko, but when you look to the numbers, we were basically just stating the obvious in the summer. There's no way he's going to shoot at 27% again. All of his numbers were incredibly inflated. Um, shot volume wasn't great. And here we are, two months into the season, and he's on pace for just 60 points and only 12 goals. So regression hit hard there, zero points in his last three games. He's been benched or healthy, healthy scratched a couple times. He's averaging just over 50 minutes time on ice. Um, I did actually, I, I picked him up in a couple leagues. Like I drafted him and... Yeah, at at a right price point, but I mean, he just right now he's struggling. And yeah. outside of power play one, there's not a ton to like about his game right now. No, not a lot. And he's spent a couple of nights in the press box too, which uh, most of their owners would not be happy about. I think when you look at how good Vancouver's been too, and how bad he's been, yeah, that, that's even worse. He's not doesn't add up. Yeah. Nice trade offer there, Tyler. I don't mind one player, but that other player, no, it's not happening. He's on my show. He's on. He's on my John's list. I don't even remember what I sent. Yeah, that one's not happening. Sorry, man. Tyler wants to read the next one though, because he's a big fan of this player. (sighs) (laughs) Matthew could check. (laughs) <laughs> did you watch him turtle and uh was that against toronto they they played two games i think it yeah. was toronto ottawa first and then toronto was the next night i i'm sure he probably turtled in both games uh after consecutive 40 goal 100 point seasons kachuk finds himself on pace for just 67 points which is probably somewhere in the middle of that is probably where he is, probably like 80, 85 points. I agree. Yep. Yeah. That's probably what he is. Um, I'm not going to go through all of the numbers there, but uh, he sucks this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, one point is last six, too. The other thing is, I, if anyone's still rostering Matthew Kachuk, I think he probably still, like, he's, he's going to bounce back. It looks like it's some poor puck luck, uh, low secondary assist totals, and uh, an awful individual shooting percentage so just 3.3 percent yeah there's so there's Oof. some reason for optimism if you're rostering matthew kachuk i would i would be holding on to him unless you can get a really nice return for him but um yeah he's he's looked pretty rough yikes uh the next guy on the list here is mo cider 97 percent yahoo 199 percent sorry in fan tracks uh the red wings d-man has gone Quite offensive here with just one point in the last eight games played. Still on pace for 49 points and eight plus goals. 
Remain patient with the young blue liner as shot volume category coverage and deployment still make him worth rostering in most formats. So it's his counterpart that's putting up the points. Costaspear has been pretty consistent in putting up points. Are they are they giving Gossespear the edge over Cider now in the power play? And I don't know. I, I haven't checked. I thought they were running both guys in the power play for a little bit. Um I can tell you right now. Oh, and actually, look at this. Goss Despair being evaluated after exiting Wednesday's game versus the Rangers in the third period following a hit from Will somebody. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So Goss Despair is dealing with an injury, which that's great news for, for Cider. He's going to get all the power play time. Most definitely. And then last thing on the list here, we've got... A list of a few players here if they're uh, underachieving or are we expecting too much of them? So, on the all list of the Minnesota Wild. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the first two uh, Matt Boldy, eight points in 12 games. Kaprizov, he's got 18 points in 19 games. Jason Robertson, 18 points in 19 games. Talked about Troy Terry, part of the Ducks earlier. He's got 13 points in 21 games. Matty Beneers, 10 points in 22. Jake DeBrusque, eight points in 20. And Mr. Ovechkin, 12 points in 18 games. Yeah, I, 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 I would say Boldy and Kaprizov are just... Well, Kaprizov, I don't know if he's really underperforming that much. I mean, he's basically playing at a point per game right now. Yeah, we can expect yeah. more out of him. Um, Boldy, I would say, is underperforming a little bit. Jason Robertson, probably not. I, I thought he overperformed a bit last year. Yeah, 110 points. Yeah. I didn't think that was really indicative of, of what he is as a player. So, because I think in our preseason projections too, Bruce, we talked about that, and we had him yeah. coming down a bit to earth, right? Like whether it was yeah. 100 points or 95 points, whatever we had for his projection, um, he's probably closer to that than most people expected. So, I'd like to see him hit it because I'm a big fan of him. But yeah, I just I'm not not sure that it was overly overly realistic. Troy Terry's definitely underperforming. Um, but he overperformed a couple seasons ago, right? When he had 37 goals or whatever it was. Yeah. Got him on his contract though. Yep. Yep. But I mean, I just, again, I, as I said earlier, I'm fading the ducks and Troy Terry is one of those reasons. And we got Beneers, but he's still young. So he's going to be up and up and down. Nebraska kind of, I thought expected a bit more out of him. Yeah. We really thought, given the situation of that team right now, um, I think our projection was 35 goals and 70 points for Jake DeBrusque, and he's really, at this point, nowhere near that. So, yeah. And Ovi, is it just age, or is it age, and the fact that the whole team is aged? And I think it's both. Yeah. I think it's both. Yeah. I, I'm just, you know, I was having this conversation with uh, with Milt the other day, and uh, we were just talking about, like, is, is he still going to break Gretzky's record? He's got to pick up the pace if he's going to do it because he's got a, got a ways to go yet, and if he's just five goals in 12 games, so what's that for? It's like 25. I think we did the math on it. but So I'm just looking at this. He's 38 years old. He's still 73 points back, I think. So, because is that right? Five. He's still got three years to do it. 
He's on pace for 22. So if he does 22 goals and or 25 goals, I guess, in each of the next three seasons, then yeah. But and I think he'll play until it happens. But age-related decline too can happen quickly. Like we're, what if he falls off a cliff again next year? Like what if it goes further? Right. I'm just I'm very curious to see what he actually does. I don't think in goal scoring, like he'll fall off that much. Like obviously from 42 to 25, that's a that's a big drop, but. I, he's only still playing to beat the record. So he's not going to yeah, stop until yeah. he does. I, I agree with that. I just... I think if I they know. get... And I don't know that they do it this this year during the season, but maybe in the offseason, get a couple younger centers and a couple other younger players in there. And I think that would make a huge difference so that he doesn't have to drive play. That makes a lot of sense because I don't know if that team will do major surgery until Ovechkin leaves. No, it's all about the OV record now. That's they're just going to maintain, and that it's unfortunate because they're at the point where they probably should just do a a full rebuild. Like you could still get a lot of value for a guy like John Carlson. Yeah, because you got Sandine that can stand in there, and at least on the power play, he showed he could put up points on the power play. Yeah. Like I don't know if they re- they don't really have any young players in house that they can bring into those spots. They're going to have to make trades or yeah to do that. They don't have a whole lot in their cupboard either. Like it's just this is an aging core. T.J. Oshie, right? Uh, Kuznetsov yeah. is not doing anything. It's just if if there was a business decision, they would have moved all those players out and just probably started over. But now they're just going to continue doing what they're doing. Oh yeah, Wilson. Angel, yeah. thank you for reminding me about Tom Wilson, who has a massive contract for the next 25 <laughs> yeah, that, years. That they just re-signed him to. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's for the next six years. 6.25 or something like that. Stupid. I remember Stupid. when it happened. I think we were talking about it. Yeah. And I was shocked. It's not going it to age well. No. <laughs> it's not going to age well. No, it's probably not. I, I think Ovi still gets there. It's just going to take longer than we all expected, right? We all thought at this rate he was going to do it next year and He's not going to score 50 this year and 50 next year. So, No, he definitely is not. The other thing, too, to keep in mind is he's been relatively healthy throughout his career. So what happens now as he gets older if he starts dealing with more injuries? like, But he's a tank. He is a tank. Yeah. The guy eats a bowl of spaghetti and a two-liter of Coke before every game. He's, <laughs> yeah, just like... he's smoking cigarettes in between periods. I'm sure he's going to be fine. He'll be fine, yeah. <sighs> yeah. No, you oh, can't yeah. break the Russian machine, yeah. so No doubt. Oh man, that uh, that does it for the list. And we, uh, oh, I totally wasn't watching the clock, so I totally messed that up. Uh, we, and me too, Bruce. We we blew past an hour. I <laughs> I actually kind of just looked at it and went, you know what? Doesn't we have an hour and a half, right? If we need the time, so uh, we're still rolling. But uh, given that we we ran through all of our notes and uh, there's still 25 minutes left, I think we'll probably just call it. What do you think? <laughs> we just hack our way out of the end here. Just do 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 yeah extra stage left age, stage left exactly so all right so that being said we will uh, we'll call it an idea so thanks for joining us uh we've got our regularly scheduled podcast coming in on sunday night early monday morning if you're doing that so don't forget to check us out there and don't forget to uh give us a like and subscribe here on youtube it's youtube.com slash heavy hockey and uh i was gonna say see us next uh come and see us next Wednesday, but there's an Oiler game next Wednesday night, so 
I don't know if you'll see us next Wednesday, United or not. May not see us next Wednesday. It's no. it's tough with the pregame or sorry postgame post coverage game. on Edmonton Sports Talk. Um, our our slot will get moved. It's tough to do it before. Honestly, I know for yeah. all of us, our schedule just doesn't really accommodate that. So uh, may not see us next week, but we'll be back the week after. And like Bruce had said, you can check us out on our regular scheduled podcast on Sunday nights, which drops Monday morning. So make sure you subscribe to that. And while you're doing that, don't forget to check us out on Twitter at FHHacks on Twitter or X, whatever they're calling it these days, and Fantasy Hockey Hacks on Instagram. So that being said, uh, thanks, guys, and have a good evening. See you, Bruce. Take care. See you, guys.